Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard Business School alum. The other is her son, discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Deb and Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. Over there, she's the sweet and tangy cranberry sauce of this podcast. It's my mom, Deb. I am Deb, and it is a side dish. And that makes me the drunk uncle. You can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. You gotta say, hey, baby Jesus, you wanna do Pilates? I'm her son, Kev, and this is our podcast. Uh, On today's show, it's a Thursday show. Thursday obviously means Thanksgiving. So whether or not you people listen to this on Thanksgiving or not, thank you if you do. But if you don't catch it till Friday or the next Monday, we totally understand that. All right, we have uh, an internal Zener family investigation that we need to get into. Mm. Uh, we'll prepare you for some spicy topics to have with your family during Thanksgiving if you are listening to this podcast prior to your Thanksgiving yep. meal. Yep. Deb uh, actually has a recipe to create legal crack cocaine. And I learned something new about my car at the gas station today. And even at 38, I can still be Learned wide-eyed something. and have no earthly idea that that was in fact the case. Before we get to any of that. Yeah. It is rare. It is extremely rare in life. Like Halley's Comet. Like a blood moon. It is very rare. It comes, it comes along, I don't know, once every... In a blue moon. Millennia. Okay. When Deb takes the fattest of fat L's in a customer service <laughs> respect... <laughs> I'm telling you, it rarely happens, meaning she's either victorious, which is often the case, or it's just an even match. But rarely, 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 rarely mm. does she walk away the loser. Yeah. And I'm here to say today, <laughs> Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, Deb is battered. Oh, yeah. Deb is bruised. Deb's tail tucked (laughs) firmly between her legs, and she is walking back to her corner, and Mickey is ready to throw in the towel, and he just did. What transpired today was wild. Wild to not actively be a part of it, but even more wild to see it play out just on one side as my girlfriend and I are having up to the second conversations about you absolutely getting manhandled by what I believe is your, your insurance company. Well, my drug insurance company. Your drug insurance company. So without getting into the details of yeah. it all, explain how we got to this point because it, I, I'm telling you, it so rarely happens <laughs> that, that, that you lose. And let me tell you, based on the conversation, Deb, poor loser. Okay. Very poor loser. So uh, s- simple. I went to pick um, up some pharmaceuticals last night, drugs yep. at, the, at Costco. Nice. And uh, a lot of oxy before the holidays. And I thought it should have come to like $8. Okay. Okay. Reasonable. And they said it's going to be. Uh, I don't know, $253. A little more than eight. A little more than eight. Okay. So I was like, what? So then this one drug, they go, yeah. And I said, well, normally I, you know, I told the amount that I normally pay, which is close to nothing. Well, no, but that's, I mean, this is a special, I don't know. They don't know. Costco doesn't know. Sure. So I go, no, of course I'm not buying it for that amount. It's got to be a mistake because I've purchased it before. It's 30 times more expensive than what I was anticipating. So I call, now I have never interacted with these people because I feel like I pay my premium and they do a good job. I yep. feel like we have that. So you go to Costco last night. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a, 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 an S show because you're expecting these pills. They give mm-hmm. you this huge bill. Yeah. You are now at Costco way longer than you anticipated. Well, because, because I insist they give me my money back and somehow they didn't know how to do that. Exactly. And so my girlfriend and I are like, Deb just said she was running to Costco. Was she going over the mountains to Sacramento? Because you were gone for like two hours. I might have shopped a little bit. Okay. Too. Okay. I mean, let's just be honest. Sure. I was there. It's the holiday season. I was there and it was not busy. Love it. So that's like an opportunity Even in disguise. Yep. Okay. So um, I call, come today and I call and uh, I get, I'm, I'm talking to some foreign people for sure, but I don't know where they are. Okay. Like I, not Indian, somewhere else. Okay. And Vita is the first one I talked to. Vita. And she was lovely. Give I've, us an accent for Vita. <sighs> 
I, I mean, I really am thinking like Filipino or Indonesian or something like that. Okay. And she was articulate. It's just like I did have a little trouble understanding her from time to time. Sure. Vita was on scripts. You know, you could tell. Do mean it was on scripts? Yeah. And so this is basically... When the white lady starts losing her patience, <laughs> say this. Okay. First of all, I never complained about Vita. I said she was lovely. I said she was kind. I said her customer service was great. And I also said that to Vita. Okay. But this is what Vita said to me the problem was. Well, you know, you've left stage two. Oh, what's stage two? I don't know. Vita couldn't explain that. Got it. And you've gone into the donut hole. Oh, what's the donut hole? Who knows? Oh, got it. Vita couldn't explain that either. And I didn't feel like donut hole is an insurance term. I did work for a couple insurance companies in my life. She might have been referencing the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, where she's referencing the Everything Bagel. So very nicely, I say to Vita, Vita, I am sorry, but every time I pose the question, you give me the same answer, which is I've gone from stage two into the donut hole. Yeah. And I actually don't know what that means. Where was the cream cheese? Where was where was the raspberry filling? How am I in the donut hole all of a sudden? And at, at this point, I actually came and got, I came in here and got, now, let this be told. Yeah. I also made homemade cranberries and homemade stuffing while I was having this call. Yeah. So I was productive. I'm also in here working with my headphones off, listening to Deb speak <laughs> as if she's creating a Mad Lib saying, I appreciate that, but I don't know what a donut hole is. And I didn't even know I was in, in stages, let alone stage two. Where's stage three? Is there something before the donut hole? And I'm like, oh, my mom's having a stroke before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I literally, I'm like, is there a stage three? Is donut hole? So I came in here and luckily, right on top of my little pile here, I found my information from them that explained all my benefits. Got it. So I had it in front of me and it did talk about stage two and it had the exact dollar amount because they're printed out for you yeah. of what I was paying for the drug. Yeah. And I said, there was, there was no stage three. There was no donut hole. There was nothing. It ended at stage two Got it. with the amount that I was paying. And I'll say this, you were remaining very cool given the fact that you were clearly going up against somebody who either didn't understand anything that you were saying, or now that I know, had a clear uh, miscommunication based on geography and potentially the English language. So I said, listen, I just, I'm, Vita, I'm sorry. Yeah. I like, I need different words. I need a better explanation. She's like, no, but you see, it's a donut hole. That's kind of how it was And going, that's Kat. where you're at. And I didn't yell and scream and have a yeah. fit. And I didn't be, I wasn't condescending. I was like, don't be a Karen, yeah. be nice. Credit to Deb not grinding up the $7.36 an hour Ugh. customer service woman. So then I said, Vita, is there somebody else I can talk to who just maybe has a little bit more experience yeah. and can talk me through this? Yeah. And she said, yes, I can get you to a supervisor. She was very nice. Deb wants then, to level up. Then she says to me, do you want to file a complaint? And I said, no, I don't. Absolutely not. She goes, well, a grievance. I said, no. I said, Vita, I'm fine with you. I think we just need somebody that has maybe been there longer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A little more acuity with what we're talking about here. Somebody who is past just reading the scripts. Yeah. Okay? Somebody who exists in the continental United States. So it took me 15 minutes mm -hmm. to get Glenn. Yeah. Okay. Then By the, here's what's funny. By the way, I was asking Deb. And no way is this name Glenn, for sure. For sure not. But I was asking Deb just some like totally off topic questions. And every time I asked her a question, it was, I'm still on the phone. And I was like, no, that's very clear that you're still on the phone. But do you have this person's email by chance? Yeah, yeah. And then you were of no help. Totally understand. I didn't have it. So then I went and I was like, hey, by the way, I have their email. And you're like, I'm still on the phone. I was like, okay, got it. I'm going to go back to work. Don't worry about me. So um, I get Glenn and Glenn tries to tell me the story as he understood it via Vita. Of the migration from stage two to donut hole status. Which what I want to say is I appreciate that because in most companies, they make you start all over and yeah. tell the whole story. So I do want to appreciate that Vita went to Glenn and kind of explained what was going on. It took 20 minutes for that to happen. It did, though Glenn didn't have it exactly right. So I just corrected those parts and he said, okay. And then he goes, do you mind if I put you on hold so I can use all of the tools I have to research your problem? Yeah. That's what he said to me. And that's the benefit of being in the donut hole. And I said, that's great. Glenn, I just want to make sure I said this with both of them. Do you have my phone number? 
Like if we should get disconnected, oh, yeah. it's your biggest fear. Deb asked that no less than 39 <laughs> times, really making sure that they had her phone number should they quote unquote, mm-hmm. get disconnected mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the disgruntled white woman of a certain age. <laughs> so he said, yep. And he would repeat it back. So he came back and he goes, now you can see Glenn trying not to use the word donut hole. Okay? Oh, got it. He's like, it's, it's, a, it's like a pastry if it was circular and glazed. So then Glenn says the words, I think it was, what was it? Uh, it's more of a, a doughy, it's a gap. anxious. He said it's a gap. Got it. I said, how do I have a gap in November? This is like almost the end of the year. If I mean, gaps occur at the beginning of the year in insurance in the form of new copays, new deductibles, that kind of thing. I mean, I should be gapped out. Yeah. Do you, do you actually have a working definition for what donut hole means? Like after having gone through all this, do you at least have an assimilation? Yeah, and it's, it's a bad analogy. Okay. So this is what it is. So apparently, unbeknownst to me, and Glenn couldn't fully explain this either, but this is sure. what I think it is. Yeah. I am calling my insurance agent on Monday for sure. Of course. Um, He's going to be like, hi, this is Glenn. But <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, what I think it is, I think you hit a number. Okay. Got it. Which is actually, in my case, not a very high number. I mean, it's not like I'm taking dozens of drugs that are expensive or that I've had anything wrong with me this year. Got it. I wanted to go, did you confuse me for dad? Because right. this would make sense for him, but not for me. Yeah. And you hit, like you hit a wall. I'm going to say it's not a donut hole at all. You hit a wall. And then all the prices that have been pre-negotiated that are like $2, $3, $4, like that, now you have to pay 25% of the price of the thing. Interesting. But then they also throw in the price that you were previously paying on top of it. A little stack action. So there's a stack action. More of a donut hole sandwich. So, okay, so the 25% of the drug is expensive. I mean, it's it's like over $100. But then you throw the other money in, and now we're getting up to two hundred. Right. So why am I paying the original cost, and now this additional fee on top of Just it? Just charge That's me insane. the twenty five percent. It's too much. I'll pay it. I don't care. So, but that is what basically the donut hole was. So what happens in normal insurance? You get better and better coverage the more they have to pay. But apparently, with drug insurance, you hit a wall, and it's not a it's not a hole. There's no way through. I'm yeah. telling you, that's not it's a not hole. It's not tasty. And I'm looking through this thing, and I thought it should have been just at a wall. There's no stage three. There's no mention of what he talked about. Plus, the really frustrating thing is I had a letter from them that said they were going to pay for it at this amount. I mean, meaning monthly until the end of the year. Yeah. And he agreed I had the letter. He could see that I had the letter. So give me give me the conclusion that you and Glenn went came to, because then I want to get to the licking the wounds part, which is my favorite part of the conversation. Here's the conclusion. Yeah. Do I kind of understand it? Yes, sort of. Okay. Right. Do I like it? Not at all. No way. Does it make sense? No. No. Glenn, I want to say Glenn and Vita both were very concerned that I feel like I'd been treated fairly. And I mean, I do. I feel like they were both nice. We know you're furious and you're having to pay out of pocket, but how are we? So then Glenn says he thinks I should file a grievance. Okay. He thinks it's the right thing to do. And I'm like, Glenn, like, let's just be honest with each other. Where do the grievances go? I mean, I feel like they're going to go in the garbage. In the same place with the donut holes. Exactly. And and he goes, no, I'll file it for you here right now on the computer. So let me tell you what it felt like, not knowing what the conversation with you and Glenn was like. Okay. It felt like you lost outright. It was a knockout. You, there was no light in your eyes. I probably knew at Vita I wasn't going to win, truth but be told. But you thought with pride <laughs> barely intact, you were going to somehow get your pound of flesh. I thought the letter. Because the, the words that were say. coming out of your mouth were like, and this was the best part, and make sure you put in there that dot, dot, <laughs> dot, 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 dot. And all I can imagine is Glenn just like air typing, like, you got it, ma'am. Sure well, thing. Click, 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 click. All, Glenn didn't sound like that. But second of all, what he read back to me initially was that I was really unhappy with the customer service and I was really unhappy with the service that Vita provided, that I was upset. He used the word upset. I said, I don't want that on that girl's record because that actually 
is not true at right. all. And so I said, no, please don't write that. Now I'm being nice. Yeah, I'm actually furious at whoever wrote this script. When it pinged yes. over that an American was on the phone, it changed the verbiage to explaining what it was to somehow it be, being food related. Exactly. As if as an American, I was going to be able to uh, equate donuts to uh, medical That's insurance pill coverage. Use the analogy of donuts with the Americans yeah. because they're so They'll chubby and yeah. obese. Anyways, you'll, okay? you'll, you'll, you'll start snapping your fingers and you'll blind them over yeah. here. And I'll go, ooh, donut, donut. Well, yeah. no wonder. Okay, I'll pay $200. Great, thanks so much, Vita. Yeah. That makes sense why I'm paying quadruple the amount. Exactly. So he, I said, and I was really clear, look, I think this is what I want you to write. I think that Vita needs some more training and coaching so that she has better examples to give people than donut hole. I think donut hole is your language, yeah. meaning within their their company. Like a hockey puck, maybe. Like a hockey puck, like a wall, just call it a, a wall. tennis ball. And then I said, he goes, but you are upset with the price. I said, indeed, I am upset yeah. with the price. And I'm upset because I have a letter saying that I would have this coverage at this price monthly until 123122. So if you can send a letter telling me I've got it, can't you send a letter? It's going to quadruple, go through the donut hole, hit a wall, and I'm going to be shocked when I pick it up at Costco. Can't that letter come as well, right? Yeah. And so he said, okay. And then he repeated it back to me, kind of summarized it, felt like he did a good job, felt like Vita wasn't in trouble. I said, Glenn, you've been great because I think those calls are recorded. Sure. And I wanted people, he was great. I mean, really he was. He was super nice. Couldn't give me the result I wanted. But at the end, here's what had happened. I realized pretty early on I was going to lose, okay? Yeah. And at that point, I was just going to take up their afternoon while I cooked. Sure. I mean, it was just, my pride wouldn't let me just I, hang up. Here's what I love. I'm sorry. Deb acknowledges she's going to lose. So yeah. she gets a bigger shovel and yeah. she says, Vita, let me talk to your boss, the person who's in no way going to change anything. And to prove my point, I'm going to wait here for 20 extra minutes to talk to somebody who's in fact getting paid to be on the phone while I'm not. And then as a last ditch effort to make myself feel better, I'm going to dictate to Glenn what yep. I want on the report when both Glenn and Vita and I speak the same language and knowing nothing's going to happen from this. He said I would hear within 30 days. Hear what? I don't hear back from the review, the grievance review board or whatever. And I did say at one point, I like cracking a joke. Yeah. I said, Glenn, like, really? I mean, what happens with these? And he goes, honestly, we don't know. Of course not. I mean, yeah, mean, like, because goes, he puts it in a yeah. tube, he sends it up, the tube runs, you know, 10,000 miles worth of track, yeah, yeah. lands in some some dark mythical place, yeah. and then something doesn't happen. So then now here's here's what I get to do tonight, the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Run over to Costco. Love it. Pay $200 Can't for, wait. The, for the medicine that I made them refund to me last mm -hmm. night, right? Yeah. And when I called Costco today to say- This is I actually that. what it's going to be. It's actually what it's going to be. And she goes, so she repeats the full price. And she goes, so you want it, right? <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. I deserve that. I deserve that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an all out. It was a lose. Just a bunch of losses. It was a lose. Stacked for yeah. that. No, uh, we were in the other room just. Were you laughing at me? Of course. <laughs> because I was going to go to the gym. And as I'm walking out, it's clear that you have moved from frustration to annoyance to anger to uh, what, what are the stages of grief? To like acceptance, res resentment, yeah. and now you're in acceptance, yeah. And you muted it, and you're like, I'm gonna get mine, or something like that. No, I what I said is, I'm just gonna take the afternoon and do this, or something like that. Yeah, and I said, yeah, yeah, I would have bailed 40 minutes ago. <laughs> that was the only thing I was committed to at that point, yep. is to keep Glenn on the line and somebody like me waiting right yep. on the other end because that was all I was gonna get. It was just such a perfect example of good money after bad. Oh. It was ridiculous. Such a great example. But hey, I mean, so sorry that you had to go through that, but that is the rarest of rare occasions when that actually happens. And when you get to be privy to it, it's not, not amusing well, for us. Listen, it's a lot of money. Of course it's a lot of money. I mean, I care. Yeah. You know, so there she you go. She cares a lot. So there's there's a Christmas present now that you're not going to get. I'm sorry. Thanks a lot, Via and yeah, Glenn. Yeah, exactly. Now you're send in, me some literal donut now holes. Now you're invested. Gluten-free. Yep. yep, yep. All right. Speaking of tension, yeah. Earlier, no, last week, something happened in this house. 
Yeah. And there was only two of us in this house. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Here's a little backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. Trying to be a little more keto. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that this is like the healthiest snack, but it's not the least healthiest snack either. Well, it's definitely on keto. It's for very, sure. very much yeah. on keto. After the gym, I'll come home and I'll eat some salami and some cheese. And by the way, he picks the little fat pieces yep. out of the salami and eats them. First. I sure it's do. Weird. And there is a meat and cheese compartment in our fridge. Mm-hmm. That is where the meat and cheese goes every single yep. time. You're right. That's exact. All well, and then there are tortillas in there, but nothing else. Eight pieces of salami, four pieces of cheese that I cut in half, eight and eight. That is the totality of what I eat. And then I go shower. Yep. I come back one day Mm -hmm. and the salami (laughs) is nowhere to be found. And this is a full pack of salami. It's a new pack. It's just been opened. Like, in no way do I think, oh, Deb had a bad night. (laughs) thinking about Glenn and she hoovered like three links of salami. No, no. Listen, this is too much salami for anybody. For anybody. It's a Costco pack. Yeah. It's It's a a Costco Costco pack. Yeah. And so there's some salami that we left for for my friend who was watching the house, but that's not like the salami that I like. It's kind of softer salami. It's not hard salami. There are no fat pustules in that salami. That salami is a great for a sandwich. Yeah. Yep. So I look at you and I go, Where's the salami, lady? Mm-hmm. And you go, I don't know. And I said, there was a whole pack of salami in here, a brand new pack of salami in here. And I agreed there was. Here's where I call cap, as the kids <laughs> would say. Deb was for sure the last one to eat the salami per Per me. Per I you. I had one night, Kevin had gone to bed. And I was just starving and didn't want to eat anything bad. Yep. And I had three pieces of salami, yep. counted them out, three, ziplocked it, and then what happened to it? We scoured that scoured. fridge. Scoured. I scoured the freezer. Yeah. I'm not I'm not above, you're not above put it, mistakenly putting something somewhere. Oh my God, your girlfriend was hysterical. She said, look in the cabinet. Yeah. And you looked at her and she goes, I've done stuff like right. that, right? Thank you. Thank you. So I would say Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yep. no salami anywhere, yep. none. I'm like a poor person eating sandwich salami, <laughs> not enjoying any of my little fat caps in there, Well, eating it like a peasant having to cut it because it's way too big. Well, so here's the thing, too. That salami for a thousand years at Costco it's sliced and it, it is a hard salami, like mm-hmm. you said, and it's kind of a two pack. I mean, they come together. It was nine ninety nine. This stuff has gone up to like sixteen ninety nine. Right. I don't want to lose that package of salami under for sure. no circumstances. It took every ounce of my being not to walk into your room and <laughs> toss no that way. thing like an FBI agent. Oh my god, the salami would not be in my room. All ever. of a sudden, yeah. This morning. Well, right in front of you. Deb's, uh, how convenient, Deb. Oh my God. Deb's on the phone, mm-hmm. pre-Glenn, so she's in yeah. a great mood. Yeah, pre-Glenn. She's rummaging through, oh, I just happen nope. to be in front of the fridge nope. with I'm her. Getting, what I'm getting out is that pack of um, celery. organic celery You're rummaging Costco. through the yep. fridge. Yeah. I happen to be right coincidentally there. right in front of the fridge. Deb has her ear pods in. <laughs> She pulls out the celery, yep. and then, oh, what do you know? There's the salami, <laughs> the salami in a drawer that we've looked at 300 times since it went disappearing. I don't and I Deb looks at me like, how cool is this? We found the salami. You know what it reminded me of? You know what this reminded me of? I did not hide the salami. This I reminded put me it in of the wrong drawer. when seven-year-old Kevin <laughs> stole $100 from dad to go buy Indian beads. And you said, I'll pay you $10 if someone can find that 100 And I'm like, Da-da-da, here you go. That was the exact energy and feeling of Deb finding the salami. So here's what it is. If you know the Costco pack of celery... It's cleaned. And so it's like a rectangle. It's Mm -hmm. a flat rectangle that's thick. That is laying in the vegetable drawer. Yep. I pull it up and Why is the salami in the vegetable drawer? Well, okay, that part is my fault. I I clearly put it there, obviously. What day? No, I haven't seen. 
seen it since that night. Midnight last night, more no. like it. Uh, the, you, it's the right amount of salami. I'm telling oh, you. Deb, I'm not saying that you didn't mistakenly take some salami upstairs no, and I then out not. of sheer panic not eat anymore. I don't take salami for upstairs. that I was going to see a dwindled pack when no, you tried no, no, to no. sneak it back no. in there. That salami has been there because I was as surprised as you were. Were you? And quit looking at me like that because there's no camera Were you today. surprised? I was shocked, but you know what I was? I was appalled. I was happy. I was like, oh, look, yeah. we found the salami. And you were like, yeah, you know, so I don't know what to say. We have salami in the house. Yeah. The JFK assassination feels more authentic <laughs> than Deb finding this salami. I will say. The Zapruder film is more robust than Deb finding the salami. I will tell you this. I have literally sent you the salami went missing. I have opened every drawer several times. I have picked up the tortillas that are in the bottom of that. I have moved things around. I did not lift up the celery, but I, I will also tell you, like I looked in drawers. I looked in nooks. I looked in crannies there. I have looked for it a number of times. I'm just glad it's there and we have it to eat. And I think you should be grateful. It's Thanksgiving. I enjoyed some today. Good, good. Was it a little moldy and warm? No, it sure was, but I still ate (laughs) it. That is a lie. (laughs) That salami lived rent-free in my brain for the better part of a week. No, I agree. It didn't, well, listen. It just vanished. Because I was like, where is it? I literally Mm -hmm. took three pieces out. I was going to go rummage through your car. Here's what I remember is um, Izzy, of course, Izzy of all people. Right. Just sitting there looking at me begging as I did it, you know? Of course, I would not give her salami. She can't have that kind of meat. But I had three pieces. And then in my mind, I put it back. I put it back in the wrong drawer. That's still the culprit. Yeah. No, my fault. Totally my fault. That being said, let's stay on food trends uh, surrounding Deb. Because Deb, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast. We are gluten-free. Thus, we cannot eat the traditional gluten snacks. Yeah. One of our favorite snacks, one of my favorite snacks growing up, was Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. Loved Chex Mix. Mm-hmm. Loved the rye chips, loved the wheat Chex, loved the white Chex, loved even the little bread pieces, loved the pretzels, loved all of it. Mm-hmm. When we went gluten-free, no Chex no Mix. No more Chex Mix. Yep. You found or created mm-hmm. a gluten-free Chex Mix recipe yep. that when I say is crack cocaine, I mean it. It is as addicting as anything I've ever eaten in my entire life, and I'm dead serious. Thank God we only think about it during the holiday season because we would be morbidly obese if we ate it throughout the year. It is so good. It is so flavorful. It is full of butter. It is full of salt. It is full of garlic seasoning, onion seasoning. It's delicious. My girlfriend never had it before. Mm-hmm. She's Which not was a, weird. She's not a snacker. Yeah. Grazing on it all oh, the time. Oh, she's in that bag constantly. Now, she keep in mind, she only takes a tablespoon out at a time. Well, and, and she's, <laughs> she's tried to convince herself that if she eats one small piece at a time, yeah. that will fill her up. Well, but it, but what it does, it's crack cocaine on right. your mouth. Yeah, it just yeah. keeps coating your mouth. Yeah. So I want to know the origin story of this because I don't think I actually know the origin story of it. And then feel free to give the recipe out because I'm dead serious. It doesn't matter if you're gluten-free or not. This Chex Mix, a thousand times better than the the store-bought kind. So keep in mind that I don't do recipes very well. True. Okay, keep that in mind, please. So people used to make Chex Mix when I was a kid. I mean, like everybody made it, homemade. Like Chex Mix was an in-house thing and then became commercialized. And then became commercialized. Okay. Yep. So Chex Mix, my recollection is original Chex Mix had, you were right, the rice, corn, and wheat Chex in it. Mm-hmm. I think it had little tiny um, shredded wheats in it. Okay. The little baby shredded wheats. I, it had Cheerios in it. Oh, wow. And then it kind of went rogue from there. Um, like we uh, like stick pretzels it might have. Yeah. It might have some nuts. You know, like a nut was a cool thing to get, you know. But then when they started doing um, the commercial, you got like those bread I'm going to say big fat pretzel bread pieces. Here's, things. here's, here's what's in them. Okay. Corn checks, wheat checks, pretzels, the circles and the, and the grids. Okay. Ride chips, mini bread sticks combined with unique seasoning buns. Okay. So then what I did now, I will tell you, I love the wheat checks, but I can't eat them anymore. Got I mean, it. they're different. 
they're different than the corn checks they're, and the rice they're, checks. They're thinner and they're a little uh, crispier, crunchier. Yep. yep. So I go and buy the corn checks. Mm-hmm. I buy the rice checks. I buy Cheerios because Cheerios are gluten free. Yep. I buy plain Cheerios, not honey nut Cheerios. Not honey nut Cheerios. Though I want to say, I'll, I'll address the honey nut Cheerio later. I normally buy the stick pretzels, but your girlfriend ordered the regular gluten. That's all they had. Oh, okay. But they it turned out great. I actually like those better. You know what? Yeah. I make a little sandwich out of them. Oh, do you? I make oh, a little okay. Chex Mix Sando. So, um, and then I get, now this is because I think it's good because they're so, such a salty thing. Yeah. So I actually could get behind Honey Nut Cheerios, a little sweet thing in there. Sure. What I do is I buy Honey Roasted Peanuts. Yeah. And I put those in so we get a sweet component. A little sweet, salty vibe. So I just dump like, I don't know, equal portions, like all in a giant, you know, stainless steel bowl. Mm-hmm. And then I melt butter. It's a lot of butter. It's a lot of butter. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of butter. The stuff is greasy when it goes in the oven. Give us an idea of how much butter. Well, I mean, on that bag, I used a full stick of butter. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. There was, could have been a stick in a bit. Assuming it's not floating, there's really yeah. not too much butter that you can add to this thing. Right. Then I add tons of Worcestershire to the butter. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I just go wild. Onion powder, garlic powder, I mean, garlic salt, anything that I think will be good that will give that really savory like mm-hmm. punch, right? And so I literally, I do the butter first so it's wet and then I do the um, all the seasonings, and I toss it and toss it and toss it and toss it. And then I do I, – and then this is what I do. I mean, this is bad, people. I'm just going to tell you. It's why it's so good. Uh, this is two cookie sheets covered with it. Covered. And then I lay it on the cookie sheets, and then I do a spray of, like, Pam or olive oil Pam, whichever I have, um, because I want to make sure that it's, like, oily. But it is because it's got the butter on it. Right. And then I do a little bit more seasoning over the top. What Deb is saying, it's low fat, low cow. Yes. So then I put it in the oven like at mm-hmm. 350 till it's just a little bit toasty, but not really colored colored. So you actually had to hop on a Zoom when you were, when uh, when it was in the oven and I, every five minutes, would just pop it out real quick and just run a spatula around just to kind of flip everything and keep it tossed. Yep. And you did a good job because Thank it you. came out perfect. Yeah. And then um, I'm telling you, it is not greasy. No. There's no, it, that, it, I don't, where does it go? Because all of that <laughs> stuff, uh, yeah. the, the, the Chex Mix, the Cheerios, the pretzels to an extent, they all absorb that butter. But as you eat them with your fingers, again, I want to say they're not greasy. No. You don't feel compelled to oh, the napkin no. or white. It's not like, it's not like movie theater popcorn. It's right. not that at all. And I would say this, like you thought it was under seasoned. I think it was perfectly seasoned. I just didn't know if it, my, my salt right now, my, I know this for sure that my salt thing is off a little bit, mm. I, like too much salt, n- not enough salt. So it was the salt that I wasn't sure about. I think the saltiness goes right up to the donut hole oh, and yeah. says yeah. one fleck further would be too much. Yeah. I think it's, Perfect. Oh, good. I think it's so good. Two full cookie trays is now down to a half a Ziploc bag. Oh, yeah. It's good. In no. 48 hours. Well, so little known fact, Gary was a total oh. heroin act, addict for this stuff. Dad had a lot of addictions in his life. The biggest one was Chex Mix. Yeah. I mean, and when we say addictions, we mean- like, Heroin. Yeah. Those kind of things. Exactly. Oxy. But we could, it, we would have had to hit, we, we got- we would have had to hide a bag. Well, you made you made him his own bag. It and got to I, the point where yeah. it was like, you can't give dad access to the full amount because if you give dad access to the full amount, he will in fact believe that he has the right to eat all of and it. And we don't get any of it. None. None. And the thing with dad is, because dad wasn't really much of a snacker, dad would eat and then he'd go like nine hours without yeah. ever thinking about yeah. food. But if, it's, if the big bag sat in front of dad and dad had golf on, Oh my God. That thing would be it. gone, gone in an hour. Yeah. Forget it. Totally gone. So here's what you can do. Here's what my rec- recommendations. I mean, you could put like, I mean, smokehouse almonds in it. Mm-hmm. You could put like mixed peanuts in it. Like if you don't have a gluten allergy. You can make it a little spicy. You could make it like hotter, like spicy. You can really do anything you want to it. You could actually, and I'm just saying this to people, you could actually put it, it's one of those things where you could put a little sugar over the top mm. and make it the sweet and the savory and yeah. the sweet thing. But, um, I mean, I just do it that way. It's all the gluten-free stuff I can find, and it's totally satisfying. It would be great just for, like, a little holiday bag. If you, like, 
if you do something for your friends and family where you drop off little goodie bags or something like that, mm-hmm. this stuff, yeah. make a little bag of it, tie a little bow around it. People are going to eat it and be like, can I get that recipe? Because, yeah. oh my God, is it good? It's super like, good. There's no way that we're not making another batch before the end of the year. Oh, we're probably making three or four yeah, the way this stuff is going. horrible. Yeah. And again, my girlfriend, who doesn't eat a lot and who certainly doesn't snack, can't stop eating it. Well, every t- she got into it, I think, last night, and she's like a little bird when she gets in it. Mm-hmm. You know, just takes it. She, she looks at me, she goes, Deb, it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. addicting. It's yeah. perfect. So I'm glad you guys liked it. That it's was fun. Fantastic. Yeah. Don't be afraid of better people. No. Not during the well, not during the holidays. All you're trying to do during the holidays, and I firmly believe this, and I came to this kind of realization when I was 35, 36. You're not trying to be healthy. You're just trying to stay even. Yeah. You're trying to stay right where you are, meaning like continue to work out, have a healthy meal, but indulge on all the other stuff. If you can this is kind of my plus minus. If you can walk out of the holidays, January 1st. Plus minus five pounds, that's a win. Yeah, that's no, a I agree. huge I agree. win. Yeah. Work out, try to eat re- relatively healthy when you're not snacking on all the good holiday stuff. And if you've only gained five pounds, oh, triumph. Well, and you, you that's not going to like force you to the gym and everything. No. You just don't eat. I mean, January, you cut it off. And yeah. we kind of have a rule, like with, and, and especially with sugar. Like we keep the thing, we will announce the day. Like this thing stays here until yeah. then. And after that, Purge. it goes, we yeah. get rid of it because we don't want to eat. I mean, like the like I'm making a gluten-free um, cheesecake, pumpkin cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And the way that the gluten-free thing is because you put a, usually a couple tablespoons of flour in. And then of course the crust you change, but it's like five things of cream cheese yeah, and it's like i do six eggs it is like a lot the early reviews on that batter are quite tasty did you have some i haven't but my girlfriend said deb let me try some so good yeah i think it's gonna be a good so thing. good so uh this morning i i had to get up early i didn't have to get up early i chose to get up early because i wanted to go hit tj Maxx and world market oh lucky before the chaos smart guy tj Maxx opened at 9 30 yep 50 people already in there. What? Easily. What time did you get there? I got there at 9.32. Oh, wow. Parking lot full? Uh, Half full. Okay. But th- like, so there were people clearly parked there. Waiting for it to waiting open. Waiting for it yeah. to open, right? So I go in there. I know exactly what I'm looking for because I'm trying to buy, not holiday gifts. I'm trying to buy white elephant gifts for a Friendsgiving that's happening mm. this Saturday. So I, I know where everything is. My girlfriend and I had gone the day before. We went into TJ Maxx. On at like two o'clock in the afternoon, the line snaked out of the little barriers that they have with all like the additional impulse buy stuff and up that long hallway to the second pillar. So I'm talking like a hundred people already? deep. Already? That was at two. Oh my yesterday. God. Oh, okay. Yesterday afternoon. No, yeah. There's only 50 people in the, in, okay. in the store today. So I'm like, I'm not, A, I'm not waiting in this line. And B, yeah. I'm going to sit with this stuff to determine whether or not I actually want it. And the mm-hmm. only reason I'm not telling you about it is some of my friends listen to this podcast and I don't want them to know what they might potentially get for the white elephant gift. So I was able to go, pop, 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 grab everything that I needed. You know, it's a decent buy when people in line are like, oh my gosh, that's such a great and novel idea. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Love it. Good job. Well, your white elephant was weird because didn't he say something like it's a white elephant, which oh, Typical white elephant is just a joke. Yeah. But he said a practical white elephant. Well, he said it could either be practical or fun. We just want you to think that there was effort put into it. Oh, okay. To which okay. I was like, it's white elephant. But you had some uh, some rules around it. Sure. Yeah. Real dad energy from my friend Rob. So I found <laughs> what I think hit all of those necessary requirements. Side note, wonderful, uh, um, probably black woman in her late 50s, early 60s helping me out. Super nice, complimentary. There was a there was something I bought that She's needed. She's waited on me. She's really nice. Yeah. Crazy nice. Yeah. There was something I bought that needed to be wrapped in paper. Again, this is the holiday season, so we don't talk about this kind of stuff. And so she was trying to tape the paper mm-hmm. to then put it in the bag. I know that we talked about you taking an L with customer service. Mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody so befuddled with tape before in my entire oh, life. No. no, I mean like. I'm looking at this woman. There's no tremors in her hand. There's no shaking. She's not like on any methamphetamines. Mm-hmm. No, she's nice. A lot I, of meth comments on this is. podcast. This tape was her absolute oppressor. Was it tape on a roll like normal? It was the tape you roll out and it's got it's on the little thing and you cut it with the little yeah. tongues. 
she couldn't get it off her fingers. It would stick to one part of the tape, and then she didn't see that it wasn't on the other side of the tape, so she mm. tried to put it back into the bag. Now, listen, mm. there's nobody else in line. I haven't waited in line. She's nothing but nice to me. She's talking about how she moved over from Oakland, how Reno is boring. I said, of course, that's what everybody says. I said, but isn't it easy? And she said, oh, my gosh, it's so easy, but there's nothing to do. I said, but it's a lot cheaper than California, right? She's like, oh, my God, it's so much cheaper than California. And she said, today's my Monday. All the while, tape. Just balls of it, just going nowhere on her fingers. She looks like she's like a little witch with tape on her fingers. So I'm going to remember if I have something that needs to be taped up, don't go there. This whole transaction should have been, I don't know, two minutes. I think I was there for 10, just at the point where most people would have just said, don't worry about it. I was like, she's got to get this win. She's got. (laughs) Did you want to reach over and grab the tape? I just wanted to take a huge piece and be like, just wrap it all in this tape, lady. Come on. Super nice. She is working Thanksgiving or Black Friday, but then she has Christmas and New Year's off. Of so shout you know out everything. her. Yeah. yeah, I was there for the entire of, the entirety of my morning. So then I go over across the parking lot to World Market. Mm-hmm. World Market doesn't open until ten. I show up ah. there like at nine fifty-five. This is World Market. Thirty plus people waiting outside. Nobody is ever in our World Market. Thirty plus people, like antsy waiting outside. This isn't Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. I'm sitting in my car. It's like 34 degrees outside. I'm just sitting in my car being like, there are no specials. We know for a fact there are no specials today. Right. The specials happen in 48 hours. Why are any of you here? I know. That is so weird. So I go in, I find exactly again what well, I do, need to they find. They do have food treats at World World Market. But, so maybe. But again, it's like, I get Friday Totally get it. I yeah. even get the weekend thinking that there might be some residual mm-hmm. um, sales mm-hmm. that take place. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, before yeah. Black Friday, what are you even doing there? And why are you waiting in front of the store? Get yeah. in your warm car. Psychotic. Again, go into World Market, grab everything that I need to grab. And then I realize like, oh, I'm kind of at a quarter tank of gas. Let me go to the Sam's Club mm-hmm. and fill up. Go to the Sam's Club, pull up again. Nobody's ever at the Sam's Club. And the Sam's Club gas costs the exact same as the Costco gas, oftentimes cheaper. And there's usually no lines Mm -hmm. to deal with. Pull up, turn the car off, lock the car, go over, put my uh, Sam's Club card in, pull it out, says great. Put my uh, credit card in, pull it out, says great. The car is one of the, the, it's a push cap. Yeah. So the cover of the actual gas can the gas cap, you got to push on it. Yeah. It pops right out. Push on it, nothing. Push on it, nothing. Push on it, nothing. I'm like a monkey with a rock. Do you want me to give you the answer to this problem? Push on it, push on it, push on it, push on it, push on it. Try to pry it. Try to push up on it. Try to push down on it. Try to like put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> You're now, like the lady with the tape. I am the lady with the tape. <laughs> the lady with the tape is me with the gas door. I cannot for the life of me. And I'm like, I cancel I canceled the payment because yeah. I can't even get the thing open to actually put the nozzle into my car, pushing on it, pulling on it, thinking like, well, I'm going to break it. But if yeah. I just have a loose loose gas cap, that's okay because at least the car's full of gas to be able to get home. Push, prod, push, prod, push, prod. I think to myself, okay, there's got to be some manual mm-hmm. release inside mm-hmm. the BMW. Mm-hmm. And I walk to the front door and I realize the car's locked. You locked it. I had no earthly idea that locking the car yep. locks the gas so door. So nobody can screw with it. Which, of course, Deb, of course makes all the sense in the world. You just didn't know it. When you know the equation of one yeah. plus one equals two, it makes all the sense in the world to you. I wasn't even aware that I actually locked the car. Yeah. When I walked back, and then I just put the <laughs> lightest amount of pressure on that door, and it Popped right open. I was Did like, "Did you feel like a winner, Cap?" I felt like an idiot. I felt like <laughs> all of the older senior citizens who managed to get their gas caps off and pumped, looking at me, being like, uh, "Youth these days." What? 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 A, what a tape boy! Idiots. You know, clearly. So, so assuming that there's something not horribly wrong with your car, if your car is locked and you go to press that gas door. Yeah. It won't open. Yeah. And now I'm 38 years old, and I know that. That's great. Yeah. Good for you, honey. Customer service and tape. Yeah. Kevin with gas. <laughs> same, same side same. of the coin. Same, same. All right, Deb, here, let's get into one more Thanksgiving topic before we end this podcast. I like this because this is brought to us by Jezebel.com, which is potential trigger conversations ah. at Thanksgiving. Oh my God, I love depending this. Depending on who you're with. I mean, listen, 
I don't want craziness on any holiday. No. That is my goal. I'm not opposed to a lot of people, but I will say a lot of people will often bring crazy. I mean, how do you keep crazy out? I mean, one is going to sneak in, yeah. right? I have uh, some friends who are going to uh, a, a, a family. Uh, uh, so I have a engaged friend mm-hmm. and his brother and wife and kids are going to her parents' house. Oh, to the engaged? To the engaged oh. parents' house. Now, what's interesting is my friend, very liberal, gets into many arguments with his mm-hmm. mother-in-law, whom they're not going to her house this year because mm-hmm. they get in many arguments. The family he's going to, quite conservative. Ah, interesting. My friend, not known for biting his tongue often yeah. and really not known for biting his tongue when he gets a couple pops in him. So he's going to ruin it for his brother. Or it's going to be an amazing Thanksgiving to remember. Mm. And those are some of the best things, hearing those stories after the fact. Never want to bear witness to them in real time. No. Only want to hear about them after the fact. And we've had it at our house where it isn't necessarily the person you invited, but then it's like those other people. Right. You know, well, you invited the one person, but you knew they were going to bring these people. Yeah. And then it's those people you don't know it well. And you go, no, we don't talk about this during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, no, like we all behave. We act like we're civil. We, we enjoy our best behavior yeah. on the holidays. It's a very short period of time. We're not talking about that. Right. That's true. Um, so I like we keep it small. I would li- love to have it larger, but then again, the people would have to be very carefully picked. So the first topic to really kind of resonate Ratchet with up. the group, uh, FTX. You know what FTX is? I know what FTX is. So here's what here's here's the quick synopsis of FTX okay. and why it's applicable. Sam Bankman Fried's cryptocurrency exchange that bottom out as yeah. a result of his crypto adversary, Chengping Zhao, not bailing them out. Turns out that the beachfront crypto castle that Freed had built in the Bahamas and invited like celebrities like Tom Brady, Giselle Bunch, and Steph Curry, uh, Larry David, wasn't liquid. So they were just kind of robbing from Peter to pay mm. Paul. And the, and the best kind of synopsis of this is, here, if you if you following a report suggesting potential leverage and solvency concerns, the exchange faced a liquidity crisis and tried to negotiate a bailout by rival Binance. FTX saw its assets frozen, its CEO resigned, and it filed bankruptcy within ten days oh, of this went, having happened. He he knocked on Elon Musk's door too, right, begging for money. So this company was was a, not appraised at, but worth thirty two billion dollars, mm-hmm. and it's bankrupt. 10 days later. Well, here's a weird thing that I've, um, and we can mention this too, but here's a weird thing that I see happen today. I'm not saying that it's easy to get filthy rich. What I'm saying is sometimes the path is easier for some people. Well, and this guy's parents are professors of law at Stanford. His dad like sits on the, the in the SEC. Like, well, at very best, he's a smart kid. Sure. I mean, come on. But, you know, you can still get these, I mean, crazy what you got? What what catch you out back, girl? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, catch me outside. How about yeah. that? She's got. She's worth more money than this guy. Exactly. Like that's crazy. But here's what also you see happen: they think in their minds sometimes that they have to appear, and appear is the the key word. They have to appear richer than they actually are, and it's like you're rich. Yeah. I mean, you're rich. You're good enough rich. If you do even the smallest of dives into this story, I mean, it's clearly everybody involved from from an employee standpoint is mm-hmm. kind of on some weird spectrum. Yeah. And then if you do any deeper dive into the actual personalities, the fact that any of these people were in charge of anybody's money, let alone billions of dollars, yeah. insane. I don't even think Absolutely it's money insane. to them, though, no. Yeah. So who's likely to bring this up? Your young cousin whose first tech job was right out of college. If you want to engage, you can say, I put all of my inheritance for grandma into FTX over the summer. I still think it'll bounce back. <laughs> and if you want to disengage, you say, speaking of fried, damn, Sharon, I'm loving these Brussels sprouts. Yep. You, you, how, how are those Niners doing? Exactly. Right? So another one, hot button topic. Okay. Trump running for president again. Yep. Okay. Yep. As the New York Post eloquently wrote, a Florida man made an announcement. Number 45 <laughs> is going to be too Trump, too furious when he starts his comeback tour for 2024. Who might bring this up? Your enthusiastic MAGA uncle. Yep. If you want to engage, say he's only running to avoid going to prison, right? Do you think he can beat DeSantis? 
And if you want to disengage, you simply say, I'm taking a cue from Ivanka on this one and focusing on my mm-hmm. personal life. I'm going to go to Egypt with uh, my family. Yeah. Yep. This topic, I think, is going to come up during my friend's Thanksgiving. Oh. And that's what I really hope happens. And I hope mm. he live streams it for all of us. Yeah. I mean, somebody pull out a camera. You need to call his wife. She'll be the normal she one. She will. You need to say, if this happens... Here, if if you can't get it on video, mm-hmm. just hold it under the table, yep. so we can all hear it. Yep. Okay, absolutely, yeah, that's good. Another one, if you want to stay out of the political scene, Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster. Yes, that's a big deal. Swifties know all too well that Ticketmaster's monopoly on concert tickets has made the process of seeing your favorite act prohibitively expensive and damn near impossible. The Department of Justice has opened up an antitrust investigation into Ticketmaster's parent company, Live Nation. Who's most likely to bring this up? Your millennial sister who was on thin mm-hmm. ice at work for missing two days waiting in the Swifty yep. queue. Yep. If you want to engage, you say Ticketmaster is the perfect symbol of late stage capitalism, in my opinion. And if you want to disengage, I stopped listening after she moved from country music. There you go. When she didn't have curly hair anymore, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't abide by her music. I'm not a Taylor Swift guy. I think every album has one really relevant pop culture hit song that that is engaging Ooh, and you better be careful the and swifties love her that i like but i'm not I, she's not my thing but there's usually one song that i genuinely enjoy here's an example of why ticketmaster is the culprit she's selling out stadiums like mm-hmm. full-fledged yeah. seventy-five thousand plus stadiums right and when you put people on the floor probably more like one hundred and ten thousand arena stadiums for the nosebleed sections i'm talking back to the wall last row, Ticketmaster would charge you 50 bucks. The fees and services to buy that $50 ticket were $65. Oh no, that's wrong. So the company you're paying to get this ticket from is making more money than the actual artist. You know what that feels like, Kevin, to me? What's that? The donut hole. It feels like a big donut hole. And you still can't eat this one. Yeah, that feels bad. No, I mean, the service fees, that is ridiculous. Horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. And again, it's tough taking the artist side as Taylor yeah. Swift, who somehow paints herself as always the victim, even though we're like, but the commonality is you, sister. Yeah. But when it's a money-grubbing, capitalistic, yeah, power-hungry entity well, like Ticketmaster, it's really easy to take your side. But here's the thing. Nobody expects, if you say she's the talent, yeah. and we do know, like I don't think there's any question whether you like Taylor Swift or not, she's got an incredible work ethic. Yep. I mean, incredible. She's For a sure. driver, okay? And she's the talent. Nobody thinks the Ticketmaster should make more than the talent. No. I mean, that's crazy. You're just a website. Yeah. That's all you're doing. She chose to work with you. You're just a website. Yeah. You're not even the stadium. Right. You're nothing. Do you know Julia Fox? Julia Fox was the first girl Kanye West dated yes. after Kim Kardashian. Yes, the dark, dark hair. She was uh, Josh Safdie's muse on Uncut Jams. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Now, that's a deep TikTok. I don't have anybody. any idea what that is. Um, her elaborate cutout outfits are getting more and more ridiculous by day, pushing mm. the boundary of what we call clothes. Yeah. So assuming you are with a fairly well-versed pop culture centric group, mm-hmm. you could bring this topic up and they might be able to engage by saying something along the lines of, oh, I was just about to change into something similar after dessert. Ha ha ha. Because she wears like bra and panties and then like what would be a normal dress, but everything around the bra and panties yeah. is cut out, right? Or if you want to disengage, you could take the old Southern mantra and say, bless her heart. Bless her heart. Well, I'm telling you, bless her heart will work for a lot of these conversations. Bless his heart. Bless their heart. Yeah. Uh, Cancel culture. What is it? A concept that for all intents and purposes does not really exist outside of the imagination of Fox News viewers. Who is most likely to bring it up? Your uncle. Yep. Engage. What's your opinion on Louis C.K.? Is non-consensually masturbating in front of people a gray area? That's if you want to engage with Ron. (laughs) If you want to disengage with Ron, you say, if cancel culture is real, I'd like to cancel cranberry sauce. Sorry, Deb. Oh, not cranberry sauce. I think we can all agree that cancel culture's got a little over its skis here. For sure. It's maybe been weaponized far too much, but the people who have actually experienced it 
were probably more deserving of it than the people who were threatened with it. I agree. Louis C.K. being the prime example. Like of he that. did deserve it. Like he, I mean, like I don't see what world he bounces back ever. Do he you? Won a, he won a Grammy for best comedic album last year. So oh, he's kind of year? bounced back. Yeah. Oh my God. Will he ever be the massive star that he was? No, but here's what I give credit to. I think he went on an apology tour. Yep. I think he did his best to right all of the wrongs. Yep. He incorporated it into his act. He doesn't shy away from it. And in America, we love, we love a comeback. Yeah. We love giving yeah. people a second chance, especially if they atone and assuming that he's righted this ship and he's now a big consent guy. I think that's okay. Cause just, he, at I, least he I never, mean, at least he never touched anybody. I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're talking about the kind of stuff he did or the kind of stuff, a lot of other people did, this is like serious stuff. Yeah. This isn't like, this isn't like, um, and I, I'm not being light about this, but this isn't like Chrissy Teigen being mean. Do you know what I mean? And right. bullying people, which also is not okay, of by course. the way. But this stuff is like potentially dangerous. If they really have gone and done the work and gotten help, yeah. and that is not a thing, yeah. then they absolutely deserve a second chance. Yeah. 100%. I just hope that's the case. Yeah. there's There was this news story about a University of Florida football commit who lost his scholarship because there was a video taken of him when he was rapping. While he was rapping to a song with his friends, he, he said the N-word. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, he's a white guy. Now, yeah. Yeah. do I think that makes him a racist? In no way. Do I think he got lost in the moment with his friends and then somebody posted it completely innocently? Out of context, yeah. For sure. Do I think he has to have his entire future derailed because of this? No. 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 It's a teachable moment. He's 17, 18 years old. You pull him aside and you're like, now you know. You're yeah. under a spotlight. There's scrutiny put on you. Let's not make this same mistake anymore. But why are we going to hold some 17, 18-year-old accountable for something they do in the confines of their own friends, even though we all agree it's stupid? We yeah. all agree it was stupid to do that. Well, and I also, I do think one of the things is if you've got, and I'm just going to say 40-year-old Louis C.K. doing weird and creepy things, mm-hmm. it's different than a 17-year-old, like, I'm just going to say crazy nonsense yeah. that he should never say coming out of his mouth yep. and then holding him to it for the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean. These youth are half-baked. Totally. They are not done. They are idiots. Especially boys. Yeah, they are going to say things. Now, if these boys are touching your girls, I don't care if they're 17. Yeah. They should, like, suffer the penalty, whatever mm-hmm. it is. However, I mean, we've got to get we've got to get this stuff in perspective. Yeah. You know? And then I want to say this, too. If the kid is genuinely, like, remorseful, and I mean, really, yeah. you know? And does and does whatever it is. I mean, the people that they were the the people that felt persecuted by it get to decide, right? Yeah. So there you go. Here's the other one we've all been waiting for. Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yeah. In a pathological attempt to get people to laugh at his jokes, Elon Musk bought Twitter for forty four billion dollars and has fired over half the app's staff. Who's likely to bring this up? The same younger cousin. At his first tech job, who wanted to talk about FTX. Yeah. If you want to engage, you say, is it even possible for tech workers to be hardcore? And if you want to disengage, say, put the Elon enthusiast of your family in a Tesla and let nature do its thing. Yeah. I think Tesla just had its ninth recall. Did it? Not Uh, good. Not good. I guess Tesla stock has dropped 29% since he made the announcement back in May that he was going to buy Twitter. And it's dropped like an additional 13% since he's taken over, which is something to the tune of like... $3 $3 billion. But that's what he, I mean, I, I worry, like, listen, the guy is brilliant. There is no question about that. But he's that. an innovator. He's an innovator. He's weird too. Yeah. And As so we've talked about on the show, he comes from weird genes. So here's the thing about innovation is like the ideas are great. And if he has a team right behind him to implement and execute everything and keep it going mm-hmm. because he's going to, he's walked away from Tesla. Yeah. That's what people don't he's understand. He's walked away from SpaceX. He's walked away from it. He's, if, if he doesn't have the right people there to keep it going yep. and if he's not dropping in once in a while to say, this is, this is the vision. Do yep. you know what I mean? This is what's happening, but he's now he's on to, he's on to more children and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's on to. Just do yourself a service and 
read his tweets because he looks like an absolute maniac. Yeah. And then watch all of the things he's done and had to immediately backtrack on and then act like that was part of the plan the entire time. The guy is so over his skis, it's hilarious that he might lose three quarters of his net worth, which again, he'll still be a billionaire when it's all said and done. But the idea that like kind of on a dare, he was pushed into buying Twitter because he just overcommitted to the idea that Twitter being run by liberal woke staff wouldn't accept his overvaluation bid. Mm -hmm. And then they did. And now he was like, Oh no, I actually have, have to, to do pay. this thing. Yeah. Well, here here's one of the things I was reading an article and it was I mean I thought it was great and it was talking about like uh Twitter and they were like Twitter is full of I mean politics, pop culture, I mean everything for like how many years now? Like yeah. there is evidence of what life was like here through Twitter, yep. right? Because everybody that is I mean that has a name that is famous is on Twitter for the most part. And all the, I'm going to say, all the normal people are on Twitter too. Yeah. So like for Twitter to just die and not in a way that's planned is so shocking Shocking. for the information that will be lost. Right? I mean, it's just gone. And so then the article went on to say, and it went through another, a number of options. Like, you know, one of the things I can remember early in Silicon Valley and tech, where these are smart guys, smart, and it mostly is guys, I'm going to say, that's how it started out. They, but they thought that just because the product's good, that they don't need to market it. They don't need to take care of it. And I am telling you, it's like, I'm like, where are the PR people? Where are the marketing people? I mean, maybe Elon fired them all. But Looks that way. like, but this is happening with tech everywhere. Yep. I mean, everybody has to think about if I have to live without this thing, yeah. what's it going to look like? Like right now, I got to tell you people, I couldn't live without Instacart. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're seeing a bubble. You're seeing these tech companies that had a a huge burn rate that never needed to make money. All of a sudden need to be managed like a real business. Yeah. Need to watch their bottom line, need to make sure that they're profitable for their hundreds of thousands of investors who dumped billions, if not trillions of dollars into them. And you see all these people who are innovators, who are creators, but are not remotely executors for the long haul. And I think this is all that's yeah. happening. And here's yeah. my favorite one. The last one before we end this podcast. The Chrisley's sentencing. Oh my God, this is... What is it? Christian reality <sighs> TV couple has been sentenced to a combined 19 years in prison for $30 million worth of bank fraud and tax evasion. It does not make me sad to see these two go well, to jail. Not, not after they did what they did. First of all, I think they were, I'm just going to say, you know, moderately successful in their lives, okay? Yeah, they, they, were, they sold and developed real estate. That's what they right. did. And then I'm going to say they got a lot more successful by being on TV. Of course. And being known and podcast and probably merchandise and all the stuff that comes with that. Of course. But then they went out, and this is what people need to know, they went out to banks and they got $36 million in loans. Mm-hmm. Number Well, they also didn't pay taxes on the money that they made through their show. But they got $36 million to buy up more stuff to appear richer than they actually were and not pay it back. Which is like, like that's the, crazy. The housewives blueprint, right? right? Exactly. So who's likely to bring this up? Kind of anybody who's a secret reality TV show yep. watcher. If you want to engage, you say that house of theirs is simply not how I would have spent $30 million. And if you want to disengage, you simply say, I've never even heard of these people. Yeah. Here's what I know. If you know about the Chrisleys, I think they're on the USA network. The husband seems to have a secret proclivity mm-hmm. yep. sexually. Yeah. For somebody other than his wife. Correct. Yeah. His wife seems to be the carbon copy of what a quote unquote beard would be mm-hmm. for somebody like her husband. Yeah. And their children creepily look exactly like their father, oh not their mother. It's weird. It is so weird. So I don't, do you know about the car wreck? Uh, no. So the 16 year old, so the daughter is yeah. now, the daughter has announced. There's like a 27 year old, a 25 year old, a 16 year old and a 10 year old. The 10 year old's not their biological son. It's the adopted son of his even older daughter who lost custody. So now these criminals are raising this 16 year old and 10 year old who now might have to be wards of the 25 year old. They are going to be wards of the 25 year old. However, I think he was with his father driving. And I mean, like the day, I think it was like the day it was announced 
or the day after. Okay. Okay. So what do we need? If we've, it's just been announced, we're going to go to prison. What mm-hmm. do we need? We need sympathy. We need compassion. They get in a car wreck and the kid, I mean, the kid gets hurt. Oh, wow. I mean, it feels like the kid took one for the family. And the dad is like, oh, my God. When he was crying out, I was just so happy that he that he could cry out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But the kid was in the hospital. I mean, hurt. Like, seriously hurt. And the first thing I thought was, they staged it. Sure. Look him up. Super hateable people. Yeah. Yeah. Watch a clip of their show. He's, like, trying to drink a, a tablespoon of vinegar. He's yeah. just totally unpalatable. She feels like she's along for the ride and in the worst type of way. And those kids were raised with it. That's how yeah. they were raised. And yeah. and they hide, like many of these people do, behind the veil of Christianity. And yeah. you know what? You can be a Christian. You can still be a criminal. He's going to jail for something like 11 years. He's going for 12 and she's going for seven. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Rightfully so. No, I agree. Mer- I mean, <laughs> I was like going to say, Merry Christmas. Yeah. We have to, we not, we have to not be afraid to send real criminals to jail. Sure. These guys stole real money. Yep. Yep. So those are the topics you could talk about with your friends and family at Thanksgiving this year. Or not. I would recommend the Chrisley thing. I think you could get everybody yeah. all on one side of hating this and, family. And all somebody would have to do is pull up a picture of the family. Yeah. And I think somebody would go, oh, I've seen them. Yeah. At least that would happen. A, yeah. A thousand percent. F, F, FTX? FXT? FTX. FTX. A lot of people aren't going to. No. Yeah, there's, there'll be an age group. So some of this is generational. So let's make sure we cross over. Elon Musk stuff. Yeah. Talk to your uncle who really liked the idea that Elon Musk was bringing people back into the office. Yeah. Only to fire everybody and have that bite him back in the butt. Yeah. There you go. It's interesting. Talk away. It's crazy. Have fun. And because of that, that's going to do it for this Thursday's Thanksgiving episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev Pod. Deb, happy Thanksgiving. I love you to death. Happy Thanksgiving, baby. I love you. We'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev Pod.